Blog Talk Radio. Do, do what you want to. shots that have gotten damaged? Freshen your photo. Want someone or something removed from a picture? Freshen your photo. At freshenyourphoto.com, we turn the pictures you have into the pictures you want. Add muscle, lose weight, lighten face lines, whiten teeth, fix darker off-color shots. 
See before and afters from dozens of happy customers at freshinyourphoto.com. That's freshinyourphoto.com. Inner City Strength is a memoir following a basketball phenom's life from abuse to glory. Basketball represented an escape for Dwight Slaughter, so much so that he wrote it all the way to notoriety. Inner City Strength is Slaughter's riveting story. Slaughter graduated from Verbum Day High School in Watts, a school with one of the top ten most successful basketball teams of all time. In 1972, Dwight Slaughter was voted number one high school player in the country by Sports Magazine. Slaughter was interviewed by sports reporter legend Howard Cosell on his popular show Sportsbeat and in his book I Never Played the Game. 60 Minutes anchor Morley Schaefer, John Chancellor from World News Nightly, ESPN, and Sports Illustrated named Slaughter one of the top 100 basketball players in the state of California. Slaughter's gripping memoir takes the reader into his personal life of abuse, betrayal, and murder. Get his book now on Amazon, iTunes, and Barnes & Noble, Inner City Strength. Destiny Calls, the debut novel by Connor K. Gray. Here's what reviewers are saying. It's an action-packed page turn. It grabs your attention right from the beginning and leaves you wanting more. Lots of twists and turns that will keep you on your toes. Gray does an amazing job at connecting his readers with his characters. It was hard to put this book down simply because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. This novel is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats. Check your local bookstores or Amazon.com. Thank you for calling. Real Talk with Lee brings you the latest news, sports, fashion, and politics. Get ready for celebrity guests, notable entertainment, corporate and political industry personalities all here for you on Real Talk with Lee and Jaguar coming up next. All right, it's Money Making Mondays here on Real Talk with Lee. Um, we have our first guest in the building. We have Dr. Demartini. Um, did I get that correct, Dr. Demartini? Uh, you certainly did. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing today, Dr. Uh, DiMartini? I'm I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Um, now, for the listeners who may not know who Dr. Uh, DiMartini is, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, for the last 43 years, I've been uh, an educator. I travel around the world speaking and doing what I can to assist individuals uh, of all walks of life to empower, inspire, and master their lives. So I'm helping people in their business, in their economics, and their whatever is needed to help them get what they want to go. So I've consulted with people and counseled people and helped people for the last 43 years. Oh, wow. And how did you get started in that career path? Well, back in 1972, I, uh, I nearly died. I was a high school dropout living in a tent. And I was blessed to, after nearly dying, be taken to a, an opportunity to go see a, a man speak who inspired me, who made me believe that I could do more with my life than what I was doing. And I started on a journey to um, want to go and excel in the area of personal development and help people master their lives, as this gentleman was doing for me. And I've been on a mission ever since. Oh, Wow. That that sounds amazing. You said living living in a in a, in a tent like so you were like literally a pitch a tent like out outside in the woods somewhere, and and that was your life. Were you like uh, the hippie lifestyle, or you know? I, I had a I had a you know sort of a nineteen. <laughs> I was a street kid as a as a in the sixties, mm-hmm. and uh, in nineteen seventy two I was in Hawaii. I was a surfer, and I was living in a tent in the jungle, and I almost died of strychnine poisoning. 
and luckily a lady found me there after being unconscious for three days, three and a half days, and um, led me to a little health food store. And that, from there I was led to a class. And one night and one hour with this one man with his one message, he inspired me to want to do something more with my life and helped me believe that I could maybe go back to school and learn how to read and learn because I was, I was illiterate at the time. And um, my life changed. So that's ever since I, you know, I was asked one time on a TV show, uh, do you really believe you can change your life? And um, in, in a short period of time, and I said, look, I looked at the guy and I said, my life changed in 60 minutes one night with one man. My trajectory completely changed. So I've been on a mission ever since then to do whatever I can to help as many people as I can around the world in that arena. So I, I'm working in education. I work with governments and corporations and I mean, general audiences, we've reached millions and millions of people around the world because of this. What was that gentleman's name that you went and saw? Do you remember the guy's name? His his, his name was Paul Bragg. He was the one that in, in inspired Jack O'Lane, if you remember Jack O'Lane. Um, Jack O'Lane was a health enthusiast who was on television, had a TV show for many years in America to try to inspire health in America. She, he also inspired Donald Trump. He inspired uh, Steve Jobs. Luther Burbank, uh, Gloria Swanson, the Kellogg Company, the people that founded that. I mean, he, he inspired a lot of people in his life. He was way up in age when I met him. He definitely inspired me. So his daughter is still alive, Patricia, and I, uh, I still interact with her after all these years. Oh, wow. So it was more than just uh, me and y'all, y'all actually formed like a, a, a friendship came, came with this, uh, out of this uh, meeting with this gentleman? Well, if you had met him, your life would have changed. That's all I can say. The guy was an inspired guy. He, he spoke a lot of wisdom. And I, I, was a, I was told in first grade that I would never be able to read or write or communicate, never mount thing, never go very far in life. And I ended up dropping out of school because I couldn't read and I, couldn't, uh, I had speech problems. I had to work hard at transforming those. And uh, now I speak around the world, as, as you know, but I, I, I had to overcome those. That was a slow process, but I... I'm very grateful for that start, and I'm very grateful for meeting this man. And I've been on a mission ever since I met him to do whatever I can to do whatever he did for me with as many people as I can around the world. Now, I also see that you, um, you, you're, you're a book author as well. Like, how did that come? Is that something, you know, that you knew, like, um, after meeting uh, this gentleman you were going to do, or is it something just different life experience led you to write a book? You know, what made you decide to do that? Well, I, I, I started writing books at age 23, Mm-hmm. And if I put all my manuscripts and all my books together, it's about 300. I've got about 40 on the published book uh, list. The rest of them are manuscripts for programs that I'm involved in teaching. So I'm a constant writer, constant reader. And, uh, I, I mean, I just research, write, travel, teach full-time. I full-time travel around the world. I live on a ship called The World. It travels around the world. And if I'm not on the ship traveling, I'm on a plane traveling city to city because I dedicate my life to trying to educate as many people as I can. So anything to help people maximize their life and do something extraordinary with their life and live an amazing and inspired life is what I'm up to. Now, I see I see something on your site that uh, says something about the seven, um, I don't know, one second, what, what did it say, the, the seven steps or the seven something to success? Well, I have, a, I have a, a recent program I just did in Chicago. I'm in Chicago at this moment. I did a recent program called Accessing Your Seven Greatest Powers. I, was, uh-huh. I believe that every human being has a desire to do something that's an inspired mission, do something to uh, cr- activate their creative genius, do something to make a contribution as far as a service and business to serve people. 
have a desire to go out and have more money at the end of their life than life at the end of money. They want to build financial freedom. They want to have a love and intimate relationship and family. They want to have social influence and leadership. And they want to have physical vitality and beauty and attractiveness. And so the, accessing those seven powers is what the program and new CD is about and my, many of my books. And there's also seven fears that immobilize people that hold people back. The fear, many people compare themselves to others instead of compare their daily actions to their own dreams. And the fear of thinking that, oh, I don't have enough intelligence or I might not mm-hmm. succeed or I might fail or the fear that I might make not money, not make money or lose money or the fear that I might lose loved ones or the respect of loved ones or the fear of rejection or the fear of ill health, death or disease or the fear of breaking some moral ethics from somebody. These fears immobilize us and in a sense shroud the power we have inside to do and empower these seven areas. So I'm interested in helping people break through those fears and helping people empower those areas because any of our life we don't empower, somebody else is going to overpower us. So we're here to do something extraordinary on the earth, and we, we empower mm-hmm. those areas, we, we get to leave a mark in the world. Now, why do you think is, there's so many, because, you know, everybody wants to, you know, live their dream or, you know, do what they, they feel like they, they were meant to do, but so many people settle for, um, you know, unfilling life. For example, like you have people that may want, want to be a writer or may want to be a, a actor but or actress, but instead they'll go work a job for the next 40, 50 years and, you know, look up and they realize they never, you know, accomplish the things they want to do in life. Do you, uh, you have a, any insight on why people, you know, do that? Well, so many people compare themselves to others, envy others who they think have something they don't, inject the values of others into their life, attempt to live somebody else's life instead of their own magnificence, set goals that aren't really theirs, but they have fantasies that they think are theirs. And whenever they set a goal that's not really aligned with their true highest values and what's truly inspiring and most important to them, they self-defeat. And the self-defeating energy is a feedback to let them know they're not setting authentic goals. Because the second they set authentic goals, they prioritize their life according to what's really valuable to them, and they mm-hmm. chunk down their, their goals into small bites. They, get a, they achieve main, main, many things. They can achieve greatness. I don't, so, I don't know of anybody that can't turn their life around. I've never met them. That has, I have some people that aren't willing to or, or think they can't, but the truth is they can. It's never what happens to you. It's never what you're going through. never what you're experiencing. It's what matters. Are you willing to do the things that prove the test of time that to work? If you start doing them, you change your life. That mean, I, I like what you said. You, you know, you have people that aren't willing to. See what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not, a, it's not so much as you can't, you know, change your life or you can't reach your goal. A lot of people aren't willing to, you know, is it, and then what is that about? Is it, uh, is it they feel like they don't have what it takes or they feel like it's, it's too much? Like, I can't figure out what that's about. If You know, if you say you well, really want to change, but you do nothing to, you know, to change your circumstances, how do you expect, you know, something to change? You keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Well, the thing is, is that anytime you set a goal that's not aligned with what's truly valuable to you, you self-defeat. You have to know what's really valuable to you. I have a book out called The Values Factor, and I help people identify through 13 questions what's really valuable to them, not their fantasy. When I ask people by the millions how many people want to be financially independent, everybody puts their hand up. But what they really mm-hmm. want is the lifestyle of spending money like the rich and famous. And the, the truth is only a small percent, about 1% of the population, really truly have a value on wealth building, and they're willing to save money now and invest it now into assets to grow in wealth 
instead of buying immediate gratifying consumables and depreciables that destroy their wealth. They buy liabilities instead of assets. And they really have a fantasy about building wealth, but they don't have the values. So you first got to know what your values are and got to set goals that are aligned with them if you really want to master your life and empower your self-worth and do something extraordinary. Mm mm-hmm. That makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, so I, oftentimes people live in, in, in kind of like a fantasy world because um, um, I, if you set unrealistic goals, then there's a very good chance you're never going to meet that expectation anyway because it's just unrealistic. So, how does exactly. one start to set you know more realistic goals? <laughs> well, you, the, a realistic goal is something that see when you set a goal that is aligned with your highest value. The executive center in the brain, the medial prefrontal cortex in the brain comes online, and that's a center for strategies, for vision, and for execution, and for self-governance. And so once you set a goal that's truly important to you, that you can't wait to get up in the morning and do, that you have a burning desire to do, that's inspired from within, that's spontaneous inside you, then you take actions and you chunk them down into baby steps, and you build momentum by continually building daily action steps towards the dream. So often, I learned from Mary Kay, from Mary Kay Cosmetics, you know, 30 years ago almost. She said that when I asked her, what, did, what advice could you give an aspiring speaker who's traveling the world? She said, every day, write down the six or seven highest priority actions you can do today that can help you move one step closer to your dream and then reward yourself every day by doing it. And so often, people set too big a goal in too short a time, self-defeat, beat themselves up, and then want to not set goals. But if they set goals and chunk them down into small baby steps, they make baby steps make big dreams. Piggy banks become biggie banks if they just take little action steps and build momentum. Wow, Doctor uh wow, Doctor uh Demartini, these this is a very sound advice, man. Like 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 wow, I know a lot of people don't you know, don't see it that way. They don't look at it, you know, they look at the uh the big pitch instead of breaking it down to a small little section because um you know, I, I've heard that, you know, um, success ain't nothing below small, little, consistent things done over a period of time. You know, you, you know you know what I mean? You do something consistently over a period of time, it, well, it they, turns they, into they, a habit. They want immediate gratification and start long-term vision. But immediate gratification costs them their life, and long-term vision builds it. When I was 17, I was illiterate. When I was 18, I read my first book, and it was not an easy project. It was mainly pictures. I made a goal at 18 that I want to learn how to read and I, I started, I went to the dictionary, and I started memorizing 30 words a day. My mom helped me pronounce them properly. I had to put them in a sentence, and we worked on 30 words a day. It sometimes took me the, throughout the day to do it because I had speech problems and dyslexia. And I worked at it until I had 30 words accumulate, and the next day 30 words, and the next day 30 words, until I could learn how to read again. And then I, I could not stop reading and reading encyclopedias. I just started living in encyclopedias and every book I could get my hands on, and I just kept doing a little baby step every day, and now I'm, I'm more of a scholar because I kept staying with it. And so many people want to meet a gratification instead of doing what it takes. There's a work ethic you have to have if you want great success in life. If you're not willing to go out and serve vast numbers of people, you're not going to have as fast, successful lives. Now, I was wondering, like, how did society get to that? Because um, that's most – these days, everybody is looking for, like, immediate gratification. They they look, they want to start today, and they want it all to be done with by next week. And we both know that's not reality. Well, you know, I, I, they say that uh, – Jim Collins says that uh, overnight success is a 25-year project. I uh, I've been working on my game for 43 years. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I read every single day. I write every single day. I speak nearly every day. 365 uh, speeches a year. I do a thousand interviews a year. Uh, you know, you learn to play the flute by playing the flute. And and uh, if you when people see me, the first time they see me, they go, "Oh, you have a natural talent for this." I said, "No, I work my butt off to do it." And if you're willing to do what it takes to get what you want, you get it. I, I cannot emphasize that many people have fantasies and delusions, and that's not what builds dreams. It's clear, concise objectives chunked down into small bites that are truly meaningful that you can't wait to get up in the morning and work on, and then you just keep working on it and you don't give up. And if you stay with something long enough, everybody else dies out, you end up at the top. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, for for those who don't like, do you see like the reason like people are uh, throwing the towel? Because you know I've I've met you know quite a few people and, and a lot of them had aspirations and for one reason or another they just they just escape on their dreams and they and they usually watch someone they're familiar with that they may have uh, you know met along the way who may have been in the same field they'll watch them who continued and they become who they were you know aiming to be. Well, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in perseverance. I think Albert Einstein said it wisely when he said that perseverance is the key to success. And uh, you're not going to persevere if it's not really meaningful. See, every human being has a set of priorities, a set of values in their life, things that are most important and least important in their life. And whenever they set goals that are congruent and aligned with their highest values, they have spontaneous inspiration to work on them, and they're disciplined, reliable, and focused, and they're more objective in their reasoning, and they stay focused on it. And they don't give up on it. But when they set goals that are lower on their values or they're ones setting goals that are injected from fantasies of other people by comparing themselves to other people, they automatically set goals that aren't meaningful enough to get up and go and work on them. So they need motivation. And if you need motivation to do what you say is important to you, what you say is important to you isn't important because you're inspired from within intrinsically when it's important. I don't need motivation. I always say motivation is a is a – a symptom, not a solution. If you need motivation, you haven't found your mission. And motivation is always for people that haven't found their mission. You've got to find out what you can't wait to get up in the morning and do and what you're totally dedicated to, that, that you, you figure that it's, this is what your destiny is. When you get that, you don't ever need motivation. You're inspired. And that's when you get greatness out of yourself. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I always felt that way, too. I, I felt like, you know, I mean, obviously everybody needs money, but I, I feel like um, – you can take money out of the equation. It's something that you would do whether they paid you or not. Then, you know, I think you're on to the road of, you know, what you were truly uh, meant to do. Well, I'm a firm believer. You know, I tell people that the quality of their life is based on the quality of the questions they ask. If you ask amazing questions, you lead yourself to an amazing life. And one of the great questions you want to ask yourself is, what is it I can't wait to get up in the morning? What would I absolutely love to do in a day? And write it down. And then ask, what are the seven highest priority action steps I can do today to make that happen? Even if it's small steps, what can I do to make move it one step closer to that? And then the third one is, how can I get handsomely and beautifully paid to do it? How can mm. I get handsomely and beautifully paid to do it? Because if you're not getting paid to do what you love, your vocation and vacation are separate. And if you do, you're going to get up with Monday morning blues, Wednesday hunt days, thank God it's Fridays and weekends. You're not going to be inspired <laughs> every day, and every day is not going to be a Sunday. If you're doing what you love every day, every day is a Sunday. Every day is a ritual of something you can say thank you for. And that's the key about life. You've got to tap dance to work, as Buffett says. If you're not doing that, you missed your day. And you're going to have your body wears regrets at the end of your life. So you have to give yourself permission to do something extraordinary. And you have to give yourself permission to be, do what's really in your heart. And if your heart's mm-hmm. not there, your life's not there. 
Now let me ask you: How, how long did you have to do it just uh, as a passion? Because I know, obviously, you know, now you've gotten to a much better place. But I'll tell you in the beginning, like how long, you know, how how much, how many years, and you know, of just dedication is being passionate about it before it actually, you know, for the, you know, the the financial part of it started kind of matching up. Well, you know, when you're doing something you love to do, you're so inspired by it, you don't notice time. And so I, I started out, I started doing classes. The first student I ever had was a 375-pound Afro-American woman that wanted me to teach her yoga. The second student I ever had was a Persian person who wanted me to teach him meditation. The third one was a German fellow that wanted me to teach him mathematics. And little by little, I had a group of 16 that then asked me to teach him some math. And then after that, I had 150 people under the trees at, at the University of Houston every day just asking questions on whatever was interesting. And then finally, when I went to professional school, I started having students every single night classes. When I graduated and I went into practice, I ended up having classes every night in my, my clinic. And then I started doing talks around the city and then the state and then the nation and the world. But I didn't get paid until I was 23. I didn't do it professionally. I got a little oh. tutoring around 19, 20, 21, 22, just some tutoring money. 23, I started charging for my fees, and uh, I started making some money. And I made enough to go all the way through professional school and save and be able to buy my books. At age about 28 is when I started to move towards financial independence. I started to save an increasing amount. I raised my savings 10% every quarter, and I did that until it was well over nearly a million dollars in a month. So I'm just telling you that if I save, stay with something, it pays. You've got to stay with something and build momentum until you build and be the one you want to be. So it wasn't overnight. It was a slow, steady, progressive process. And that's why I love to hear because that's inspirational for for others that are you know because a lot of people they, they do something they feel like they hit a brick wall and they don't want to push through it and a lot of times you don't know that you know your big breakthrough could be right around the corner but you happen to throw in the towel before you got to that point. Well, if you're doing something you want to throw the towel in, you haven't found what your calling is because when you're called, you don't throw in the towel. You get back up and you you climb another mountain. Mm-hmm. If you're still if you're still questioning yourself, you haven't found it. You don't question yourself when you find your mission. Now, what do you say about, uh, like, say, say called naysayers? Because, you know, like, uh, a lot of individuals, they'll, they'll start doing something and they say, well, you know, I really love this, but it's always these negative people. They're with, uh, or they're with someone, and maybe they're their mate who's negative, or they may be friends and family. Um, you know, what's the best way for them to deal with that? You know, the negativity they're getting around, you know, their peers and people they, they have respect for. Well, I don't, pay, I don't pay attention to that. I always say that whenever somebody's being negative to me, that means I'm addicted to positivity. Now, I'm not interested in being positive or negative. I'm interested in focusing on my mission. There, there's going to be supporters and challenges, and it's shown that people who are, are, are embracing both support and challenge, both positive and negative, get their dreams. You can't be addicted to one side. You've got to embrace both sides of life. I like to think of it as a coin. Imagine you've got a heads and a tails or a positive and negative side to a coin. Now, if you're only wanting the positive side of the coin and you don't want the negative side of the coin, you're not going to accumulate any coins in life. So if you want wealth in life, you've got to embrace both positives and negatives, support and challenge, the ease and difficulties. You've got to embrace both sides of life, or otherwise you're going to run from life. And if you don't set goals with contingency plans for all the challenges, you'll probably give up. So you've got to be able to embrace it. So negative, I always say that when people come up and give me negative thinking, they're refining me and making sure I'm committed, and then it gives me an opportunity to inspire them. So I turn them mm. around and turn them into students. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, yeah, I, I can see how someone could say, you know, like, because it sounds like you can do this this stuff in your sleep, but like you like you were just alluded to, you've been doing it so long, and you know what I mean, and, and, and worked on perfecting your craft that it it, it kind of is like second nature to you now. 
Well, you know, if you if you stay with it long enough, that's what happens. I I've had thousands of people want to criticize what I do, and that's normal. Mm-hmm. If you're not being crucified, you're probably not on purpose. I mean, Gandhi was criticized, Jesus was criticized, Muhammad was criticized, Martin Luther King, all the greats were criticized. If you're not look, when you're true to yourself, you're unique and authentic. And when you do, you stir up stuff, and you have original creative ideas that serve people. When you do, you break tradition and convention. And all the people mm-hmm. that are the sheep that are in convention and tradition are going to rally and fight you. That's normal. That just means you're making a difference. So you just embrace that, see that it's on the way, not in the way. And remember what Ralph Waldo Emerson said, to be great is to be misunderstood. Definitely, definitely. We definitely had a lot of uh, misunderstood uh, individuals who did, who went on to do, uh, you know, very great things, very positive things, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm sure, like, even, you know, with Barack ran for presidency, I'm sure he had a lot of people, like, oh, that'll never happen. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. But had he listened, yeah, he you, wouldn't have made office. You got to, you got to be able to embrace the the support and the challenge, the praise and the reprimand. You got to be a hero and a villain if you want to lead the world. You got to, you can't run from one side and seek the other. That's just not going to make it. You you have to embrace it. I always say whatever amount the amount of criticism you can take in life will tell you how far you can go in life. So if you can't handle but a few people criticizing, you're going to go very small in life. If you can handle 3.5 billion people pissed off at you and, and upset with you, then you know you can be a leader. You got to you got to be able to stand strong in your mission and know that you're going to stir things up. That's part of the game. I get criticized every week. That's normal. I turn them into opportunities. Sometimes the people that criticize me the most become my best students. Oh wow! Now, what is the breakthrough experience? Can you tell us a little bit about that? The the, the breakthrough experience. The Breakthrough Experience is something I just finished last night. I do it uh, 43 times a year, and I've done it in 60-something countries. I've been doing it 26 years plus, and it's my way of doing whatever that gentleman did for me with as many people as I can as I travel the world. It's two solid days. It's 24 hours with me uh, doing everything I can to help you break through whatever's in the way to turn it on the way. We help people get clear on their mission, clear on their values, clear on their strategies, and get them in motion and break through all the little gimmicks and excuses and, and, and baggage that they carry around to stop them. So it's a very powerful two-day experience that I do with people around the world. Now, do you have, like, uh, when you travel, do you have, like, other speakers um, that, you know, that are with you at some of these different events? Or is it, well, I do, or, or do you I do, just I do, uh, do all of this personally? myself at my own institute. I also do uh-huh. sometimes conventions. We do rallies sometimes with thousands of people. We did programs in South Africa with Richard Branson and Steve Wozniak. I've done them with Donald Trump. We've done them with all kinds of people in, in multi-speaker events. But most of my programs, I'd say probably 70% of them, are ones that I do alone. I do 74 courses I teach on self-mastery and, and achievement. We do programs. I'm, doing a, I'm leaving today for London, and then I go to Cape Town, and I do programs there on, on building financial economics. We've got ones on mm-hmm. mastering our life, different ones at different topics, different cities. Now, um, how fulfilling is, is this work? Let's, you know, let's take you know money out of the equation. Uh, how fulfilling is what you do for you? How fulfilling is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I, you wouldn't do something 43 years every single day, literally 20 hours a day, if you weren't loving it. I, I, this is, I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing than what I do. That's why I do it. I don't have to do anything. I, I, I live sure. on a, one of the biggest yachts in the world. I can do anything I want. This is what I love doing, so I do it. So I don't I don't have to do anything. I do what I love, and that's and that's how I get rewarded. So doing something that's fulfilling and meaningful is inspiring, and you want to live your life that way. I was told by Ed Tullison back when I was 20, 21 years old, 
Never live mm-hmm. where you can't see the farthest horizon because you want to be able to have nothing block your vision in life, and you want to be able to give yourself permission to do something extraordinary. So as far as I'm concerned, as long as this body's going to tick, I'm going to be out there doing it because this is what I love doing. Man, you, man, you have such a uh, such a great spirit, such a positive spirit, such a you know upbeat outlook, such a you know positive outlook on life, and and that's refreshing just to even speak to somebody who's like that because you know a lot of times um, people you know they don't have the same you know approach or outlook on life. You know, it's well, I always you can say tell what's genuine. You know, you know what I mean. I you can tell when someone's just saying it. You can tell you, my man, you just seem very genuine with everything you're saying. Well, if you can't say thank you in life, you got baggage. I was born on Thanksgiving Day in America, so I was destined to, to be, be focused on that. I have the largest collection of gratitudes of anybody I've ever met, thousands and thousands of pages of gratitudes that I write every day. And I mm-hmm. just constantly document that because when you're grateful for what you got, you get more to be grateful for. So you just got to mm. stop and look at what is happening that you are grateful for instead of focusing on what isn't. You got to focus on the flowers, not the weeds. Now I see that you have like several different programs. So, like, um, what can you say to those? Someone listening may say, "Well, man, um, you know that sounds great, but I, I know there's no way, no way I'm going to possibly get a full session or any type of interaction with this gentleman." Like, you know, what what, what do you have to say for those people? Like, well, how would I be able to afford to, um, you know, uh, take part in this institution and what Doctor uh, Demartini has going on? Well, there's no reason for saying that because. On my website is a vast amount of radio, television, newspaper, magazine interviews, inspired writings, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook inspirational quotes. Um, so there's free service on my website, drdmartini.com. Then I've got books that range from $15, $20 all the way up. I've got CDs. I've got DVDs. I've got programs at all different sizes and shapes and, and mm-hmm. prices. There's something for everybody. I also do programs for education. They're complimentary to thousands of kids. I've got a little thing for everybody, no matter what their wealth level is. But I believe that if they start at simple things and start with piggy banks, they can always build that to piggy banks. So if they go on the website, there's plenty of information to start them off. If they follow the instructions and some of that information, they'll be able to eventually buy the books and eventually be able to join them in the programs. A live experience is, is more powerful than a book, but start with a book if you, got, if you have to start somewhere. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I've read a lot of uh, inspirational books, you know what I mean, um, in, in, in my time, you know, just in, in a book, like you said, you can get a good book for, you know, 20 bucks or less. I mean, and, and, and I always looked at it, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, I mean, how can you expect anyone else to? Well, that's exactly it, and, that's, and this is a very important principle. Now, what I'm going to say is probably going to offend somebody because they probably haven't, they got to think it through, but please really get this for everybody's listening out there. If you're poor, it's because you're not caring about humanity. Because if you really mm. care about humanity, you'll take your skills, your God-given gifts, and you will go out there and find somebody to make a difference in and serve. And get off your own focus and focus on serving people and go out and do something extraordinary to make a difference in somebody else's life and serve them. If you serve them, there's no lack of money on this world. The greater the service, the greater the income. I was nine years old. I went to my dad. I asked him, Dad, I want to earn some money. What can I do? He said, if you mow the yard, yes. If you edge the yard, yeah. If you sweep the sidewalk, yeah. If you clean the garage, yeah. If you clean the gutters, yes. Have you gone out there and uh, cleaned my shoes? Yes. Have you done your homework? Yes. He said, son, then there's nothing I can, I can get you to do to earn money. So if you want to earn money, yeah, go to the neighbors. So I went to the neighbors, and I looked for mm-hmm. things I can do, and I started earning money. And I started making decent money. 
And my dad started charging me for clothes, room, and food, $7.50 a week in 1963. He tried mm-hmm. to make me an entrepreneur. He gave me a coin collection set to practice saving. He gave me a piggy bank to make sure I thought long term. He was trying to train me for the real world. So start now. Go serve people. Pay yourself a portion of it. Start saving so your money works for you and so you don't have to work your money work for money all your life. See, that's amazing. Sometimes in early life, uh, lessons come into play later on in life. Because, like you said, uh, you end up being a, you, you, you didn't you didn't catch what he was saying, but then you look back on it. Now that you're old and you're an adult, you're like, man, he was really prepping me for the real world. He was really getting me ready to be an entrepreneur. Well, he knew I wasn't going to make it in education because I had learning problems. I couldn't speak. I I, mm-hmm. I know I I sound pretty articulate now, but that's a lot of work. I had a lot of problems with speech and and articulation and words and all that at one time. But but and so people think, oh, well, it's a natural. No, I, it's it's thousands of hours of work. But all I know is that my dad was uh, he loved me enough to make me accountable. So don't look for an easy life. Look for an inspired, challenging life. That's what makes you leader. Oh man, well this man, this has been a very uh, positive interview. Very 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 good stuff, man. Like. Um, how can the listeners connect? Say someone's listening, they want to c- connect with uh, Dr. Demartini. What's the best w- way for them to do that? All they got to do is go to either drdemartini.com, drdemartini.com, or my Facebook. Either way, but if you go, I think they're linked together. But if you if you go to the de- website, there's an education process on there. If you've been on there, you'll know there's education all over it. You can just go mm-hmm. and look on the menu, and you can go and read. Watch videos, television shows, radio shows, newspapers, magazines, articles. There's tons of material on there, thousands of things on there. It'll keep them busy. They could get an education on there. So, And I like that. You, you took the excuse off the table. So you, you, the money's out the equation. You can say, you know, that didn't cost you anything but time. You understand what I'm saying? So you say, well, maybe I'm not financially independent. You put thousands of you know, material up that where people can go and they can start, you know, learning now and, and while, while you get your finances in order. Well, can I share a story? Do I have time to share a story? Yes, you do, sir. Let me let me, let me share a story that's a heart opener. I, I was in Cape Town, South Africa, where I'm headed tomorrow, and um, I was speaking to 600 people at the, the, the Western Hotel, the Arbella Hotel there on the waterfront area and uh, near the waterfront. And uh, there was a young boy way in the back, 14 years old, that was at the talk. It was September, about five to almost six years ago. Yeah, it was almost six years. He's way in the back. He heard me speak, and I was talking about building wealth. And uh, I went back there in December, and I did another talk to about 800 people. And this time he was up in the front. And he came up to me afterwards. He said, you inspired me back in September, and it changed my life. And I said, what happened? He said, well, my mother and father both died of AIDS. I live in a township called Kailicha. I live in a shack with my nine brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest, and I have to take care of nine brothers and sisters. I work at a brick stacking. I do brick stacking at a brick company. I make 60 cents a day. I have to walk literally 45 minutes there and 45 minutes back every day. 15 cents of that has to go to a woman to take care of all my brothers and sisters in the shack. We don't have any water. We don't have any flooring we don't have any electricity he said but you inspired me to change my life so i started saving 15 cents a day towards my goal of buying me a new house for my family a 200 dollars house i'm going to have to save money to put 20 dollars down by next christmas next year i'm going to have 30 dollars saved if i keep it up and buy that house 
and you inspired me, and I'm going to inspire a whole bunch of other kids to do the same here. So he inspired, and he bought that house a year later. Wow. And he had he, he increased his savings. He increased his opportunity. He went out of his way to find new opportunities at the company. He earned more money. He inspired other kids. And here's a kid that started from almost nothing and had to raise nine kids by himself at 14 years old. He inspired me and brought tears to my eyes. I hope to inspire other people with his story because the truth is it doesn't matter where you come from or what you're going through or what you've been through. What matters is are you going to take action on a dream and are you going to do the things that are proven the test of time? If you do, you'll have wisdom and you'll do something that's love. And you'll serve people and you'll make a difference in the world. Wow, that's a very inspirational story. I mean, that's, I mean, 60 cents a day, you know, that's that's unimaginable for, you know, the average American because, you know, I'm in a, I mean, 60 cents a day, 725, like, you know, it's taking about a month or, or, or maybe even longer just to see your, your check for, for a day. Well, I'm telling you, this little kid, in, in, in the township, there's there's a lot of people. There's average, In those little shacks, there's sometimes 10, 12 people living in a shack. There's about 2 million people in a little over a square mile in that place. It's not a, mm-hmm. the most uh, luxurious place. I've walked all through there. I've seen it. I have a picture of his little house today. Very inspired young man. And I know another boy who's 16 years old that's now a professional speaker and who didn't, didn't think he didn't even have any hardly any clothes when I met him. But he's a professional speaker today, and he said, I'm going to read a book every week, and I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep reading one book a week until I become educated on my own. And he did it, and he became a speaker, and he's on radio and television down in South Africa today. So it doesn't matter what starts. It's what matters is you have the drive to do and take whatever's happening and turn it into opportunity. But if you can see everything on the way, not in the way, there's nothing in the way. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and I find that, like, um, how do you find that people, you know, they get caught up in, um, you know, maybe their circumstances or their surrounding, they're not focused enough on the actual goal, they focus on, you know, maybe where they are in life opposed to where they're going. Well, if you focus on the weeds, you're going to get them. You've got to focus on what it is that you love. If you don't fill your day with high-priority actions that inspire you, it will automatically undergo entropy and fill up with low-priority distractions that don't. You have to focus on what's inspiring to you. You have to capture that, access that, focus on that, stay with that, and let nothing stop you from it. As Arnold Schwarzenegger talked on his video about motivation, you have to say no to, to anything other than your dream. You have to be willing to just stay focused on it, let nothing on the face of the earth stop you from it. That's what gets you your outcome. And, and I think people uh, recognize that sometimes, you know, because I, I believe, you know, if you're passionate about something, you feel like this is this is my destiny, you know, you, you can literally feel it. You can feel that burning in the pit of your stomach. Like, you know, like, um, you know, prime example, you know, I was talking to my uh, wife and, um, you know, I had this big, you know, major event coming up with these celebrities, you know, because I, I just started a TV show to do like uh live in person interview. She's like, oh, so, so, so you need to go. I said, no, 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 I don't need to go. I have to. Something in me won't let me not go and do these events, you know, no, no matter what. You know what I mean? Something in me says you have to be there. Well, when you're writing so, down a real goal, there's a number of characters that occur with it. You feel it's impossible for you not to fulfill it. You feel it's your inspired destiny to do it. You see it in your mind's eye. You can see it so clearly. It doesn't seem like it's in the future. It seems now alive. And you feel like you can't wait to get up and get going on it now. And you don't need as much sleep. You're, you're more inspired. You don't focus on sleep. Because when you're doing something you love to do, you don't need to take a break. When you're doing something, you're an uninspired boy, you're always looking for a break. 
people ask me, you know, what, when do you take a break? When do you chill out? I don't chill out. <laughs> My life doesn't need to chill out. There's a difference. Yeah, I remember I talked to uh, somebody who worked, who used to work for, um, you know, P Diddy, you know, the uh, the the music mode, and um, they said um, he had a um, when he first started out and uh, had his record, man, but he had a sign up that said no sleep ever. Sleep, he said he said no no sleep ever, sleep loses, because uh, while you're asleep, the competition ends up gaining ground. And I was like, well, does he really live by that code? He said, well, the only time I, this guy sleeps is in between in the car in the car ride in between meetings. When he's on his jet, he sleeps in between business meetings. So, like, say he's on the way to the next meeting, he gets a 15, 20-minute nap in and goes to the next meeting. Then he leaves that, he may, you know, get, get back in his car, get a quick nap in, or if he gets on, he gets he gets his nap in between his business dealings. So they say, I've never seen the guy just, you know, go and just take a, a eight-hour sleep. You know, like, they say get eight hours of sleep. They've never seen that. And they, yeah, I don't, they I've worked never with the for, like, sleep. 20 years. Never seen him take a, a full Eight hours sleep. Never seen him just. Oh, I'm going to bed. I'm, I'm gonna take it home and I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> I know exactly the feeling. And, 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 and there you look at his master you, do, you don't need as much sleep. You're inspired. Well, yeah, that's definitely uh, ins- inspirational word. Any inspirational quotes that you uh, that you may want to share with the listeners? You have any uh, quotes that's kind of like the you know that you have for inspiration? Yeah, I just I just tell people that you got to give yourself permission to do something extraordinary on planet Earth. For it's your destiny. That's what you want to say to yourself. It's, I, I give myself permission to do something extraordinary on planet Earth. I'm an original thinker. I do original work that serves, and it's my destiny. It's impossible for me not to fulfill my destiny. If they say that every day, they'll move in the direction of it. But they've got to prioritize their life and take command of what's priority in life. If you don't fill your day with high-priority stuff, it's going to keep filling up with low-priority stuff. You have to take command because nobody's dedicated to your fulfillment, and nobody's going to get up in the morning and make sure you're doing highest party things. It's up to you. So you have to get up and do it yourself. Oh, those are those are definitely uh, definitely some uh, inspirational words, and you know, and I, I think it's some some words you got to live by, you know, because you know, it's easier said than done. You know, a lot of people say they want things, or I want to do this, I want to be that. But but then again, you find, they find themselves not doing you know the thing that's going to lead them to that. Like if you know maybe it's uh, you know your job, but you know you have people that, that that find ways to do it. They find time for what it is they want to do, or you find money for what it is you want to do. Like uh, I think it was uh, one of them guys, uh, uh, Jeff Olson. I read a couple of his books and I had a chance to speak with him, and he was saying um, he was saying he wanted to see me. So he asked me something like, "Oh, what's your dream car?" And I told him, he said, well, if I told you I had that dream car and all you had to do was come up with uh, you know, $500, would you get it? Of, of course you would. You, you know what I mean? He, you, you, would, you would get it by any means necessary. You, you find a way. He said, you, you know, whether you had to go out and pick up an extra job, whether you had to go out and, you know, he said, but I only can hold it for a week. If you don't have it by Friday, i got to sell it to someone else. So you know not matter if you had to borrow from family members, from friends, whatever you had to do, you would do it. Well, I, I'm a firm believer in uh, actions. If you get actions, you get things done. You, you, you sit there and fantasize about it. You don't get anywhere. I'm not against prayer. True prayer is gratitude, but I think prayer and action go together. Because without it, you just pray all day long. You won't get the result. But if you take action on it, you get a result. That, man, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Prayer and action go hand to hand. I, <laughs> I, I, I believe I believe that statement you just made, prayer and action, because, you know, you can't tell yeah, me I would say it's wise. To, I'd say it's wise to be grateful. Let your heart be open. And allow an inspiration to give you the guidelines of what the action steps are, and then be thankful. Because the highest prayer is thank you. It's not, oh, God, please get this to me, or get, give me this, or get me that, or whatever. 
It's thank you, God, for, for giving me the inspiration to take the proper actions to get my results. Well, um, when's the next time you're doing something uh, live in the States? You know, I love to, you know, listeners find out maybe they can go and uh, check out, you know, check you out live. You know, like I said, I think that would be even more powerful, to, you know, to get it, get it there live. Well, I'm, um, I'm going I'm, I'm going to London today, then to, uh, Cape Town, then Joburg, and then Tokyo, and then I'll be in Houston in about two weeks. And then mm-hmm. I go, I think, to Denver, and I think Calgary, or Calgary and Denver, I'm not sure, and then uh, Los Angeles. So if they look at my website, they can see where I'll be, and I'll be in those cities in the next few weeks. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely direct the people to the website, drdmartini.com. Yep, drdmartini.com. Yes, sir, Dr. Uh, D- Dmartini. You know what I mean? Like, that's um, – well, this has been a, a, a wonderful experience. Um, do you have any um, – Thing you want to you know share with the listeners like such as uh you know maybe you're doing like a you know book signings or something like that or you know oh yeah, yeah. where are the books been did you go to the website to get the books or you know, Amazon like how can yeah, you, get you can go on Amazon and get you just if you look at my name Dr John D Martini you can find books on Amazon you can go right to my website I've got I've got uh, probably a hundred products of, on my website of CDs and DVDs and books and all kind of stuff mm-hmm. that they can take advantage of. I mean, I, there's lots of stuff on there. There's old vintage stuff on there, even things that go back years, and new recent stuff. But take advantage of that. You can't put your hand in the pot of glue without some of the glue sticking. You can't put your mind and your heart into the great works of the immortals without waking up your immortality. So you got to just surround yourself with ideas that inspire you, and then go out and share those with others to chain react and cause a nuclear reaction of opportunity. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, man. Um... Yeah, this has been this has been good stuff, man. Um, well, I, we definitely enjoyed having you today, man. Hopefully, we'll get a, another chance to have you back at a later date. Um, you know, I see I see you having a you know, look like you're having a good time out here doing what you enjoy to do. You know, I, you know, congratulations on all your success, man. And um, you know, hopefully, sometime in the, in, in the future, you know, when you when you get a chance to you know get back in the states and everything, we'll be able to uh, get you back on here. I'd love to. Just all you gotta do is contact the people that helped organize this. We'll make it happen. Okay. Do you want to um, give a special shout out or thank you to uh, anybody who may have, you know, helped in the process along the way or anything like that? Well, I've got so many people to be thankful for. I mean, I've Paul Bragg initiated. I met Howard Hughes when I was 14, who helped me. He's the one that told me to study the love of wisdom and the wisdom of love. Then Paul Bragg had an impact on me. Then a gentleman named Lakeshar Wam, who had six PhDs, who was 35 years old, that had mentored wow. me. Then the guy, Jim Parker, had a big uh, foundation. I've been blessed by lots of mentors along the way. So I can say thank you to hundreds of people. Oh, exactly. Okay, well, yeah, we, we, we want to say uh, you know, shout-out to all of them, and, and, and a special thank you to everyone who's helped uh, Dr. D. Martini along the way. Uh, for those who didn't name, you, you definitely know who you are. You know what I mean? And um, yep. Man, well, we're, gonna, we're about to take a pause for the cause, man. Uh, hang on for one second, uh, Dr. John, um, and we'll be right back. It's uh, Money Making Mondays. We um, gave y'all some, some more juice. We'll take a quick pause for the cause. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk with me. Shorty turning me on When I click on my computer I ain't even got a aim Just let the webcam shoot up Twitter crush, Twitter crush You give me my Twitter crush Twitter crush, Twitter crush 
they computer love. The way I feel about her pics ain't got nothing to do with love. Her body, I truly love. Her girlfriend, like, who do he love? Check my stats, got racks on racks, I rap, so I got groupie love. She don't care, she follow me. Frequently, I follow her. She don't mind, she think I'm fine, I am her favorite follower. Twitter, after dark, is where I told her I would swallow her. And she said the same, at this point, I think a lot of her. Start to see a lot of her She ain't have no clothes on So I could see a lot of her Think I hit the lotto, bruh Make a million power ball I've been around a lot of dimes Shorty worth a dollar more Shorty turning me on When I click on my computer I ain't even got a aim Just let the webcam shoot up Shape up, 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 shape up
All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap uh, for today. We have another good show. Um, y'all definitely go check out uh, Dr. Demartini.com. It's some very good, you know, very good information on there. And like I said, um, you know, it doesn't matter what your financial situation is. He has thousands of articles, interviews, and stuff that you can go on there and you can look at, you know, no cost. You know, it's free of charge. And, and um, you know, if you are, you know, in a situation where, you know, you don't have the readily of funds, hey, you can get one of his books, 15, 20 bucks, you can get, a, you know, one of his books and, you know, Dr. D. Martini is definitely helping, you know, change lives all over the all over the planet. So, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, changing your situation, you don't like what you where you're at in life, hey, you can go check out Dr. D. Martini dot com. I definitely want to thank him again for uh, you know, coming on the show. I definitely want to thank um his publicist, Sherry Lane, for um, you know, sending him sending him our way. So, you know, y'all come back tomorrow's turn up Tuesdays. We're gonna have another great another great guest and um well, we're going to go ahead to building, you know, pay some bills, got to get back to work. So, um, we see y'all tomorrow, man. We out.